If you have your Bibles, open them with me and turn to the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. Hosea is one of the minor prophets, not read from super often, but it's a great book. I mean, all the minor prophets are great. I, I teach a class about the minor prophets and, um, you know, it, it's, it's, <laughs> there is so much to learn, so much to understand. Um, and so, you know, in your own time, I recommend reading the book of Hosea because it's, it's extremely interesting, but I want to specifically talk about the first two verses of chapter four. And I think that that is going to really set the stage for us to, to understand uh, Hosea chapter 4 and verse 1. Help us to understand what's happening here. Okay. And I'm going to point out something specific that's uh, spoken about in, in, this, in these verses. So just the first two. Hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites. Because the Lord has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. There is only cursing, lying, and murder, stealing and adultery. They break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. I want to talk, I want to bring out one specific part of that verse one. And it says, no acknowledgement of God in the land. You know, there has been, you know, violence is something that has been around for a long time. It's not anything new. Um, you know, I, I always, I always talk about this stuff because if you, if you've listened to me for any amount of time or you listen to me every week, you know, how, you know how I, I'm a little bit old fashioned and I, 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 um, I'm a traditional person and, you know, I remember how, um, you know, I look back and I remember how things were and people were very different. You know, you always joke about how, uh, if you went to a baseball game, all the men at the baseball game were wearing suits. You know, if you watch, uh, sitcoms, um, back in the day, you know, they didn't even have married couples in the same bed. They had to have separate beds because there was so, there was like a very high standard of living, very high standard. And <laughs> that standard is come way down um, as time progresses and we understand biblically that things will continue to get um, worse until the end. But you have to understand, no, Blue Jays, but you have to understand that I believe um, the, the, if you want the answer to why people are the way they are, you could find it wrapped up in this, in this verse, Hosea 4 verse 1, the last part of it. There's no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. You know, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, what's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Having it in your heart to kill people in cold blood, that's not a fruit of the Spirit. It can't be. And so, let, let me read another scripture for you. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. 
The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? It's a hard subject. It's a hard subject because it, it, what, what ends up happening is, you know, you, you ask yourself the question, what would possess a person to do something so wicked? Well, it's quite simple. It's the devil, right? Because a person submitted to the Lord, filled with the spirit, couldn't possibly perform acts of evil that way. It's, it's like, it, it, it goes in contrast. Okay. There's like, there's like, it's two contrasting things, good and evil. They're not together. They don't mix. Right. And so when the scripture says, what, it, what follows those statements? No faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. There's only cursing, lying, murder, stealing, and adultery. They break all bounds and bloodshed follows bloodshed. So it goes in, a, it, it, it's progressive. You take away faithfulness, you take away love, you take away the acknowledgement of God. And what ends up happening? Murder, lying, stealing bloodshed wickedness and too listen too many christians expect the government to take care of it oh put this law in do this do that now we're going to fix it a law cannot cure the evil that exists in the human heart. Because that, that verse in Jeremiah is quite clear. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You know, I, I, I the interesting thing is, um, <laughs> criminals exist, right? What's a criminal? A criminal is a person who's breaking the law. The law, laws punish evil, but they don't fix it. I, I think it was, it was during, you know, the thick of the COVID era. Um, exactly, Steph. The thick of the COVID era, when they were letting like prisoners out of jail because of like COVID outbreaks. And there was a guy who, he was in jail for, for murder or something. He comes out and he immediately murdered somebody else. Because there's a wickedness that's in there. And there's only one thing, a, 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 a secular law isn't going to do it. People's hearts have to be changed. A new law has to be written on people's hearts. That's how you overcome it. You can make all the, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost, uh, um, silly if you think about it. Oh, well, you know, make it illegal. Okay. Because there's no illegal activity, right? People, um, pe people can't get things. That's okay, Doris. We forgive you. People can't, can't get things that are illegal. You're right. Once you make something illegal, that's it. You don't ever have to worry about it again. I mean, come on. That's not, listen, is, is, should there be like strict, um, 
you know, kind of being a little bit more like, well, I mean, I'm going to say strict laws. It's not because what ends up happening is, listen, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting like, okay. What ends up happening is you, you, you're punishing people who've done nothing wrong, right? You're punishing people who have done nothing wrong to try to solve a problem that cannot be solved by a law. That's another matter, Dom. You know, just today, what what a what a surprise. Oh, that's Lynn, that's a great point. Lynn says, you know, for those who are listening later, Lynn says, even God's law didn't work on our own efforts. That that's what hey Sheba, good to see you. That's that's why Jesus had to come to fulfill the law. And become a curse for us. Because there's no possible way that people on their own strength could keep laws. But through the transforming power of Jesus and the power of the Spirit that comes in us when we're saved, that's the transformation. That's what makes criminals become not criminals. You make something illegal, you're punishing the people who've done nothing wrong and you've done nothing to solve the problem. Nothing. And our prime minister, what did he say today? Uh, making something else illegal, of course. Because it's all, it's all, uh, listen, by the way, and you know me, nothing's a coincidence to me. Nothing. Hey, D. Things don't just happen. Or rather, you're not told about it unless you need to be told. And then you react and you usually react wrong. Not you, the fictitious person I'm talking about. And you fall right into the trap over and over and over. There are people who haven't shared the gospel in like three years, but then something happens and boom, oh, I see them pop up on Instagram. Oh, guns should be illegal. Okay. Because you're having the government do your job. Exactly. Let me read what my dad said. They have the satisfaction of saying they did something and then walk away without addressing the core issues. You take God away. You take uh, uh, the, 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 the family figure away. What do you think? You think God doesn't know what he's doing? When he places the father as the head of the home and has it in his plan that, um, that the mother uh, takes care of the home, raises the kids, rather than sending them off to daycare when they're like, you know, four months old. And we just fall right into the trap. And you think Allah is going to do it. They, they set us up. They pick and choose. This is what we're going to show them. Assuming they weren't behind it in the first place. The person that, that did that crime, they're not... <laughs> you're not... You're not a person filled with the Spirit cannot do that. You can't. Only the Spirit of God can come on the inside of a person 
and change them from the inside out. That you go from a, a, a desperately wicked heart to righteousness, peace, and joy. Because that's, that's a child of God. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you think a law is going to solve the problem? You don't understand. Turn to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7 verse 20. Listen, this is Jesus speaking. What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. Of course. Yeah, my dad's absolutely right. Hard drugs are illegal. They're being sold everywhere. <laughs> and killing people. Nope, no problem with that supply. Oh, they're running out of baby formula. We're not going to have wheat anymore. We're not going to have this anymore. But there's no problem with getting fentanyl into people. No problem. That's, that supply chain's not affected. Come on, guys. Don't fall into the trap. Verse 20. What comes out of a man makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. You know, you know what Jesus said uh, earlier in, uh, uh, let me read the whole thing because this is a great I love the way Jesus speaks because if you think that Jesus is some kind of like, you know, he just rides around with sheep everywhere and he's like, oh, eh, oh, I love you. Listen to what he says. After he had, in verse 17, after he had left the crowd and entered the house, the disciples asked him about the par this parable. Are you so dull? He asked. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. Are you guys dull? Are you like, hello? Like, <laughs> I would have loved to see how he said it. I would have absolutely loved to see how Jesus addressed his disciples in saying that. Are you so dull? Don't you see that nothing enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach and then out of his body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. And so basically it was... Um, Talking about how, you know, certain foods at the time were considered to be unclean. But Jesus is explaining, no, it's not about what you put in. It's about what's inside that you need to be made clean. And you need to, to be made righteous. And that's how you're going to solve problems. Revival solves problems. The gospel solves problems. The good news of Jesus solves problems. Laws don't. If they did... Then we wouldn't need jails. Why do jails exist? I live right close to one. I see trucks, armored vans going back and forth all the time. Why? Because people break the law. Because they're evil from the inside out. And there has to be a change that happens. That's okay, Lisa. You need to cook. Turn to Isaiah chapter 59. Verse 1. Now listen. There's not, 
Remember, I called this the solution. This is not a, oh boy, what are we going to do? There's a solution. <laughs> not that far from the truth, Steph. Thanks, Rosa. That's true, Lisa. Don't burn the stake. Isaiah 59, verse 1. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. Exactly, Lisa. You got it. I was going to say it, but you said it for me. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt, your lips have spoken lies, and your tongue mutters wicked things. There is a, sin is a separation from God. If you a person walks into a place and shoots it up, they're not right with the Lord. It's not possible. And if it's not them, it'll be somebody else. No one calls for justice. No one pleads his place with integrity. They rely on empty arguments and speak lies. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. They hatch the eggs of vipers and spin a spider's web. Whoever eats their eggs will die. And when one is broken, an adder is hatched. Their cobwebs are useless for clothing. They cannot cover themselves with what they make. Their deeds are evil deeds. Their, eeds, their deeds are evil deeds, and acts of violence are in their hands. What did it start with? The Lord's arm is not too short to save. His ear is not too dull to hear. He's there. But sin has separated us. Sin has caused the divide between us and God. Verse, continuing verse 6, their deeds are evil deeds and acts of violence are in their hand. Their feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed innocent blood. Did a gun do it? No, it's an inanimate object. Will you argue that it makes it easier? Well, here's the problem. Do you want police to have them or what? They're going to exist. Their thoughts are evil thoughts. Ruin and destruction mark their ways. Steph says, the UK started having stabbing issues once guns went away. No kidding. Because when you're violent, when you have feet that rush into sin, you'll find a way to do it. Because it's like this, this, um, yeah, Lynn, you nailed it. You nailed it. When evil exists in people, it's like they can't, they can't help but, but acting on it because it's wickedness. If only Christians would act on what's inside of them. 
Hmm. My dad's right again. But like I said, they don't tell you about that. Nope. Nope. Yep, Sheba, when you're violent, you're violent. You know, and this is not... You could be... I don't... I'm not telling you whether I'm pro-gun or anti-gun. This, this is not, this is not the, 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 the debate for that. Um, so it doesn't... I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you my position. That's not the point. They want that to be the point. Why? So that you'll argue with people online. And you'll say, oh, um, no, they don't want to protect the children. Oh, um, they're all, they only care about children in the womb, but not once they get outside the womb. Okay. It's all, it's all a setup. All of it. And we have the answer right here because it's all here. They're swift to shed innocent blood. That's all innocent blood. Inside the womb, outside the womb, wherever. It's all the same. Verse 9. So justice is far from us and righteousness does not reach us. We look for light, but all is darkness. Good to see you, Sarah. Like the blind, we grope along the wall, finding our way like men without eyes. I mean, this... <laughs> boy, read Isaiah 59, because it's, it's a long chapter and I'm already running out of time. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn. I'm going to uh, fast forward. To, uh, to verse 16. Because you could easily get into a debate about the wrong... I'm not, I don't debate. I'm not interested in, in debating people uh, because there's no point. Because you've already made up your mind and I, I, you know, I've pretty much made up my mind. But it, it, it's not about a debate. Because you know, people on both sides will have points that make sense, right? It's usually the way. Um, listen to verse 16. Well, actually, the end of um, verse 15. The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm worked salvation for him. <laughs> and his own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. Verse 20, the Redeemer, the Redeemer. That's right, Sarah. The Redeemer will come to Zion, to, who's in, to those in Jacob who repents of their sin. Redeemer with a capital R. And I think we all know full well who our Redeemer is. That's your answer. What did it say? The Lord looked and he's like, there's no justice here. Truth is nowhere to be found. So his own arm worked salvation. The Redeemer. That's your answer. Turn to Luke 4. I apologize. You, you guys are, I'm sure your comments are awesome. 
but they're going by fast and I'm missing some of them. So I'm, I apologize. Luke 4 verse 16. Listen to this. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. <laughs> That's what, and what, where is that commission gone? Jesus is, is in heaven waiting to come back. That commission is on us, the church. We're his body. What are we doing? Complaining about laws? For what? Do you know what happens when a soul comes to Christ? They're not the same. There's a reason why you're not the same anymore. There's a reason why you've turned. Thanks, Lynn. There's a reason. <laughs> I am in a good mood though, in, in case you were wondering. I had a great day, so. There's a reason why people change and they're not the same anymore. Because they turn from that heart of wickedness that we read about. They turn from that, their heart of wickedness and they come. <laughs> like the fruit of the Spirit. Love. You don't hurt somebody you love. You know, what was the first murder that happened? Cain, he was enraged with jealousy against his brother. So he took him out. There's no love in there. Because it, you, you realize pretty early on, just like it said in Jeremiah, that the heart is desperately wicked. Just like Jesus said. <laughs> That's right, Steph. Just like Jesus said, you know, God didn't, yeah, God didn't ban rocks. Why? Because he told us there's a better way. Because in case you weren't aware, weapons, they want weapons. They love weapons. Why? Because you can, you can control people with weapons. Weapons aren't going to fall off the face of the earth. They're always going to be there. That ship has sailed. It's not coming back. Ban them all you want. It's, it, it's too late. The horse is out of the barn. Dad, you're, you're right <laughs> nailing it every time. Mike, that's a huge compliment. Sheba, good question. Uh, maybe someone here knows the answer to that. But that, that's a good question. But they want them. They, you, you know, that's how, that's how you control people. When they lined people up to kill them all, what was it with? It was with guns. It's too late. So you're, you're foolish if you think a law is the answer. Well, we have to do something. That's what people say. We have to do something. Yep, something has to be done. And it starts at the top, and they're not going to do it. They want it. There's wickedness. That has way too much power. 
And then they come in, they swoop in like they're the good guys. Well, we don't want this violence here, so you know what? We're going to ban handguns. And then everyone applauds. Oh, yeah. Oh, our government's doing something. Sure. Sure they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have armed security wherever they go. You can't get anywhere near them. <laughs> Ridiculous. And you have good people who have to suffer for it. Turn to Romans 6. Exactly, Steph. Romans 6, verse 19. <sighs> Agreed, Diana. It's, it's, all, it's, a, it's a show. It's political theater, our favorite. Because that's what it all is. Always. What is the first thing I read? No acknowledgement of God. You take God out of the equation, you're doomed. No law is going to cover it. It's just going to make things worse. I put this in uh, Romans 6.19. I put this in human terms. Because you are weak in your natural selves. You're weak in your natural selves. Your natural self. You can't do it on your own. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness. Hmm, Sheba. I think there's a lot to that story that we don't know. Um... Listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's something called uh, um, casualty of war. And if they want to... Oh, man. If, if, if they want to um, establish something, um, there's going to be people ca caught in the crossfire. They don't really care if some innocent lives have to be lost to get what they want. And that's all I'm going to say. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness. Because that's the natural thing. Exactly, Auntie Joe. That's exactly what... It, it is a band-aid solution. That's what it is. And you have people who are, are doing the right things and they're getting punished. Go figure, right? Your natural selves, your weak... This scripture, oof, it's powerful. You're weak in your natural selves. And so you become a slave Exactly, Sheba. That's what it is. It's, e it's evil. And there are actually Christians who think, oh good, now we're going to have stricter laws. Now everything's going to be okay. Wow, really? You have no idea what's happening under the surface. None. Because if that's how you think, it means you have no idea. And I'm letting you know, I'm letting you know, there's, there's more behind the scenes than you could ever imagine. So in our natural selves, okay, we, we're slaves to wickedness. It's like, a, a, like, with, like with Cain. You think that Cain, um, um, you know, that he, he even knew, he didn't know what murder was. It hadn't happened yet. But he was a slave to wickedness in his natural self. And that's how he dealt with what was happening with his brother. 
So now offer them in, in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the, the things you're now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now, verse 22, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the answer. Don't stop getting the government to do your job. They hate you and they hate everybody else. One more. <laughs> I mean, you could go on forever with it. But time is escaping me. And I did promise to get to the other subjects. Matthew 10 verse 7. This is Jesus speaking. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Preach this message. That's what's going to do it. And that's our job. Time to put our hands to the plow and get going. <laughs> Rick, you're the best. That's what does it. And that's our commission. So we've been told to do by Jesus himself. And then you wonder. Why is it so bad? And here's what Christians say. Well, you know what? Um, um, the world is just getting bad. So, you know, there's nothing we could do. Really? Well, then I don't know what Jesus was saying when he was telling them to go preach the message. You want to know why? Because it's about souls coming into heaven. That's all that matters. You, you, we're probably not going to be able to solve the government because the government's going to be evil. That's just what they do. So unless me or, well, not me, I'm not going to run. But unless one of you run, runs for prime minister, which would be great. But at this point, it's hard for a good person to get in because it's all rigged anyways. Sorry, just letting you know. Still vote because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, uh, um, I'm going to do everything I could do, by the way. I'm not going to stop voting. But just for the record, they put who they want to put. Sorry. So you could throw up your hands and say, what's the point? Or you could do what Jesus told you to do. Preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. We need to get everybody we can into the kingdom of God before it's too late. Exactly, Sheba. Nailed it. You guys are on today. Well done. That's right, Lucy. Let's do it. Stop worrying about laws. It's not going to matter anyways. It doesn't do anything. Like literally nothing. All it does, it, make it makes it worse for good people. That's what it does. That's what it does. Just letting you know. <laughs> I could go, honestly, I could go on and on. I could. But all that matters here tonight 
All that matters and all you need to understand. <laughs> oh, Steph. And we're glad you did. Um, cast out devils. Heal the sick. Call men and women to repentance. That's all that matters. And God will take care of them. Oh, man. And God will take care of the rest. That's right, Lucy. There's a hurting, broken world. And that's why we're here. You know, I'm, I'm not. And I know that you guys are all, uh, especially judging by your comments. You obviously understand what I'm saying. Yeah. History does repeat itself and people don't pay attention to history. I'll tell you that. Now, I don't know who's watching this. And I'm recording a podcast and I don't know who's going to listen to it. People listen to it in other countries. I don't know who's listening to it. But somebody's listening. And I want to give people an opportunity to be saved. Because it's the only thing that's going to... And, and you know what I mean? You know, And, and this is what, what tends to happen with Christians is that it's like an excuse. Well, the world's so wicked, you know, uh, it's just going to get worse and worse. That doesn't change the commission. The people all around you need you. It's not about laws. The laws were never going to do it anyways. God even said it himself. It's about casting out devils, healing the sick, calling men and women to repentance. So I'm going to pray a prayer that if you've never given your life to Jesus before, now is your chance. And, you know, because that's all that matters. And I, and I, 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 I want to do this because, and Ori, you're great at it, Ori. You have the perfect job for it. And that's it. You know, somebody like Ori, Ori's a wonderful person, my, my, my hairdresser. She's, <laughs> what is she doing? One person at a time. That's what it is. You know? That's all it is. Exactly, Steph. It was literally the books of the Bible about laws, and they never could do it. And they needed a Redeemer, capital R, Jesus, to come and be a curse for us so we're no longer subject to the curse of the law. So I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you're listening to me now or later, I mean, there's 35 people. I don't know who those 35 are. And I don't know if you're saved, but you could, you're going to be after tonight. So I'm going to pray this prayer and I want you to repeat it after me. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son to set me free. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my savior. I believe in my heart that he rose from the dead. I confess of my sin and repent of all my wrongdoing. And I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you that I am now saved. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Every, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart. And you prayed it out of faith. That's right, Lucy. It is the most important decision you'll make. You know, the, the heaven's rejoicing. Because they're like... We have someone else who's going to come home. Remember, 
The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Amen.